You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for an episode in which we will be talking about... See, this is the first time you have not interrupted me in an intro, and I even gave you the opportunity to. This is how little interest you have in talking about The Meg, the movie that's been huge for several weeks, that came out of nowhere, nobody really expected it to be as big of a hit as it was. Keep in mind that you agreed this would be under 45 minutes, so speed it will up. be under 45 minutes. Um, Mr. Snail Pace. I guarantee it, because you're not going to have a lot to say. No. I'm kind of spoiling a review already, but... Uh, we are here to talk about The Meg, uh, which is now probably in its third or fourth week of release. Uh, had very low expectations going in, ended up making a ton of money. Uh, was the movie that knocked off Mission Impossible. Uh, spawned a series of novels. This thing is not quite a phenomenon, but you, you it's very th- popular right now. You would think that Meg is short for Megalodon, but it's not. It's actually short for Megadump. Okay. As, in, as in, that's what this movie is. Well, mega diarrhea, mega poo poo. All right, mega caca. Let's start <laughs> this episode off. My name is Colin, and I think the shark film genre just jumped the shark. My name is Jamie, and <laughs> mega dump. Yeah, mega dump. Um. Where's my toilet flushing uh, sound effect? I just have to say, we we teased this at the end of whatever the last thing we covered was. Swept away (laughs) on Bad Movie Month. Oh yeah, I didn't Uh, have to be a part of that one. We could have saved this one for Bad Movie Month. Ben and I said we were going to be doing an episode of The Meg this week. Uh, I saw The Meg. Ben hasn't yet. He said, go ahead and do the review with me because it'll probably be another week before I see it. Or did he What's actually this? see it? And, Maybe he saw it. <laughs> and he, he just thinks it's so bad he wants you to do the review without him because he can't stand Look, to talk about it at all. I'm going to be honest. I didn't mind this movie. It was okay. But disappointing is the best word to describe it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, we're kind of giving away right off the bat here. This isn't going to be that kind of a review. Did you just scratch your back with an envelope? No, I opened up a piece of mail wondering what it was for. <laughs> well, it says Colin on it, so I can understand why you're committing mail fraud now and opening other people's mail. Uh, mail fraud? You're my husband. Get over it. It's just for my glasses. All right. I'll remember that next time your credit card comes with the mail. Uh, so anyways. Well, my money's ben, your money anyway. Ben decided he wanted to see this movie and not cover it, so he lied about having seen the movie. <laughs> Or not having seen the movie yet. Uh, Let's just quickly go through the backstory here. I'm a huge fan of sharks. I watch Shark Week every single week. He really does. I when it comes around when it comes around for like the Shark uh, Week time of the year or whatever, he gets so excited like a kid at Christmas. Yeah, let let me just put into perspective how much I I love sharks. Like, doesn't matter what it is a shark movie. I mean, Jaws, one of the greatest movies of all time. Love Deep Blue Sea, great guilty pleasure. Shark Week, I'll watch almost every single special they have on. The only times I'll skip one is it's like, ah, Celebrity. 15 minutes. Yeah, when they... Can I just... This is my complaint before we begin the Meg. When they have Shark Week specials, which is essentially the most boring shark special of all time, and the only difference is they brought a celebrity along with them, like Ronda Rousey, that's not a Shark Week special. That's a cheap publicity stunt and a boring special. It, it better be good even with the celebrity. But yeah, that's a perfect example of what I won't watch. Otherwise, I'm watching everything Shark Week. Yesterday, somebody gave us a bag full of clothes and toys yeah. for Casper that were like passed on. Their kids had outgrown it or whatever. 
Jamie's going through this bag. I see her pull out a sh- bunch of toys. And I start screaming, Shark toys! Shark toys! Shark toys! And I'm turning to Casper. Casper, we got shark toys! We got shark toys! He is not exaggerating. Not, not even exaggerating. I was probably louder and more excited. Shark toys! I've been showing it to Casper too. I'm like, the hammerhead shark! This one's a nurse shark! And I'm telling him all the different shark types. Uh, now, How cute is it, by the way, with the way that he says shark? Because he goes, shark. 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 It's more like shock, but yeah. Shock. I'm so into sharks. I was very excited for this movie. I thought the trailer looked amazing in that I knew it was going to be a cheesy movie, uh, or at least I thought so from the trailers. I thought this is going to be fun. They've got Beyond the Seat playing in it. We saw this trailer, and I'm like, that movie looks great. And you're like, nah. You know what? Yeah. You can see it on your own. Y- you know what my reaction is to this movie? Everybody who, I don't know, who thinks Casper is amazing, which, well, every person should think Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's our son. We should put it in the context. Because he's so funny. And he did this just earlier today, and then he did it when Colin came home. And Colin's like, Jamie, Jamie, guess what he just did? And I'm like, I know he did the same thing at the store. So he starts crying and whining, and then he goes, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's my reaction to this movie. I'm crying. Yeah, well, I'll just say your real reaction to this. Now, you did end up watching this with me. I was going to go myself, but I'm like, hey, if you watch this with me, we can actually just go see a movie together or whatever. Uh, probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in, you're drifting off, which happens with every movie. We even said it happened with John Wick, and you're a huge John Wick fan. It's just, you fall asleep to everything. Well, it's... Even if it's something you like. It, it doesn't, it doesn't this help This is not going to stay under 45 minutes. I'm just saying it doesn't help when it's dark. Right. So anyways, you're falling asleep, and I'm like, Jamie, you're not going to stay awake for this movie. And you're like, oh, stay awake, oh, stay awake. I promised you I would stay awake. Like five seconds later, Jason Satham appears in a towel with his shirt off. And you're like, I'm awake now. (laughs) So at least something kept you awake for the rest of the movie. Well, I'll give it a few more minutes. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be all over the place in this. But I was excited. Now, this is what I'm going to say right off the bat. If people haven't seen the Maygate, or if they have seen it, you're probably going to know what I'm talking about. That trailer looked great. It would have been amazing if we got that movie. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not even talking about it. It was very, um, what's the, deceptive. Yeah, because it's not like everything you see, it's not like there's scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie, but the, the, the trailer portrays it way like it's a big fun movie. It's going to have these, it's going to be very Deep Blue Sea-like where it's it's a blockbuster. It's meant to be cheesy, a little bit over the top. Uh, it's not meant to be Jaws. It's just You so got slow. Beyond the Sea playing in the trailer. Yeah, this is a slow movie and it takes itself so seriously. Like, it was frustrating me. The only thing that really frustrated me, because I thought it was an okay movie, but the thing that frustrated me so much is that they promoted this as being something that is totally not. And going into this, I even thought to myself, you know what's great about, before I even saw the movie The Meg, I'm like, you know what's great about this new movie The Meg coming out? People don't try to, to do Jaws. I mean, Jaws is the ultimate shark movie. You're never going to top it. So nobody tries to make a serious shark movie. They all just say, we're going to do like Shark Night 3D, which is a terrible movie also, by the way. But let's go really over the top. Let's make it cheesy. Let's make it schlocky. Uh, Let's do piranha-style movies. Let's do Deep Blue Sea, all that. Uh, Nobody wants to make a serious shark movie. They made a serious shark movie. Probably realized this movie's boring. Nobody's going to want to see it. Let's put a really fun trailer out there where Beyond the Sea's playing. It makes it look like it's funny, it's quirky, and it's totally not. Yeah, no, not at all. The characters are so boring. Like, you've got Jason Statham. I mean, he's great in everything. But then you get, like, Rain Wilson. Now, most people know him from The Office. Uh, He plays, I don't know if you consider him one of the billionaires in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You think even just the way he's set up in this movie, he's going to be kind of the rich billionaire 
you know, kind of quirky, sleazy character. He's boring too. Like every character in this movie is just so dull. And it's so poorly written. It I'm sorry to say it's a really badly written movie. And there are poorly written movies out there that intend to be poorly written. Where, like I said, what this movie should, this movie should have embraced being cheesy. It doesn't. It just it tries to take itself seriously. And just to put it in perspective here, I counted about forty five minutes into this movie before you really even see a shark. The first 45 minutes of this movie is about a rescue operation. Now, a movie like this should be very fast-paced. You should know what's happening right away. The movie starts with like a pre-title scene where where it's you know people in a submarine or whatever, and Jason Statham's job, I guess, is just to rescue people in it, like deep down in the sea, in the ocean. Deep ocean rescues. It, something goes wrong. There's something being attacked. You don't know what it is. They never tell you for half the movie what... like his theories and then apparently he lost his reputation because he said we were attacked by a megalodon that was my jason can you give us a jason Statham impression i was attacked by a megalodon it was a megalodon but apparently somewhere off screen he told everybody there was a megalodon i would have loved to have seen the movie where everybody's like laughing at him just like ian malcolm in the lost world but we don't get that movie uh we get a flashing forward like a year and a half or something and there's another expedition to the bottom of the ocean where they're attacked, where we don't see the shark for the most part, and it's 45 minutes in before they even rescue these people. 45 minutes, close to half of this movie is just a rescue operation. And then when they do get rescued, like the Megalodons on the loose. And then it just becomes like, how are we going to catch this thing? It's basically three sequences. This almost could have passed for like a low-budget TV movie. Yeah, And I'm not saying the effects are bad. The effects are pretty decent in this, but... It plays out like a movie that, that didn't have a budget to back it, and they needed to just drag this out. It's such a slow-moving movie. I hate it. You hate it? I'm just going to put this into perspective, because uh, you have been to, I think, two movies since we started this podcast. You've been to Atomic Blonde. This this was just as boring as Mona Lisa Smile, <laughs> and I actually... That's your go-to for bad movies. It, it is, but I have to say... into context here okay i'm with you and you're a movie buff and there's no way i have you ever walking walked out of a movie no never never okay and i don't think that you probably ever would no so i did this before i was actually with you i was i was not with you at the time and i went to go see this movie and i just had to leave like i had to go and that's what I felt like with this movie. I'm like, I have to leave. Well, and I, I don't blame you for saying that because if anything really exciting happened in this movie... The only good part of the movie was when he had to shower. Yeah, well, and he, and he walked that's out, what woke you up for the rest was, of the movie. And he was all like nice and wet yeah. with his muscles. And then the girl came in and she she was just like... You could tell she was like, ooh, hot diggity. <laughs> but she couldn't... But she had to remain composed. Yeah, because she's a professional. Yeah. Um... Like, the trailers present this as being a fun movie, embracing being cheesy. It doesn't do that. The The trailers almost set this up like it's going to be a quirky movie. None of the characters are quirky. I want to talk about some of the characters briefly here because one thing I do want to give this movie credit for, and it's unfortunate this is going to be the movie that maybe goes down in history. I mean, well, I'm not going to say it's the movie that goes down in history as, uh, I guess, introducing major Asian characters because other movies have done that but right now there's this movie out there Crazy Rich Asians which bumped the Meg from the top spot um, and that that's basically the same reaction that Black Panther got where you are making a movie targeted towards 
one specific ethnic group who feels like they have never had their blockbuster before. And Crazy Rich Asians is like the My Big Fat Greek Wedding, uh, but for you know an Asian audience. And the movie is caught on like Black Panther to not just Asian audiences, but all audiences. And it's funny because it was only like a year and a half ago when they had the Oscar So White thing that Ang Lee went out there and said, listen, I understand that there are people saying there's not enough black nominees out there. How about the fact that there are no Asian nominees? Like Ang Lee himself was probably the last Asian Academy Award nominee in like, what, you know, Life of Pi 2012? And just that's just as a director. So Ang Lee kind of started, let's get some Asian actors out there. Two movies have come out this year that actually were co-productions uh, Chinese and American co-productions. The first was Skyscraper, which, by the way, is a far worse movie than this. So bad I didn't even feel I needed to review the movie. Uh, and this, that are Chinese-American co-productions. Skyscraper... The Rock has never made a bad movie. <laughs> the Rock only makes bad movies. <laughs> um, Skyscraper had a multicultural cast where basically The Rock and the other white characters get all the screen time and all of the Asian characters the get completely sidelined and have nothing really, to do. The Rock isn't really white, though, but he's, like, American. Well, th that's my whole point. American yeah. actor... I mean, The Rock technically is, is Asian, but my point is all the Chinese actors in that movie have basically nothing to do. Do you, do you remember him in The Mummy? <laughs> in The Mummy Returns? I, I remember the, the bad CGI. The, the graphics? Yeah. yeah. That was so bad. Uh, th this is why we're not going to stay under 45 minutes. It's going to be on you. <laughs> but anyway, so this movie, what I'm going to give it credit for is, uh, just like Skyscraper, another Chinese-American co-production, and Jason Statham is the main character in this movie, yes. But then you have, like, this huge cast of, of tons of actors of all different ethnicities, but the female lead, great name here, Lee Bingbing, um, I want to give her not, not because she gave a good performance I actually think her performance was terrible in this movie putting that into perspective it's clear English is not her first language she's had a couple of American movies so she knew the language they found an actress that could speak English I'm sure she's much better um, I'm just going through her filmography here I mean I'm a huge fan of Hong Kong movies I've seen one or two of these movies here I don't remember from it I've seen Silverhawk uh, well, Forbidden Kingdom that was an American one um, Detective D in the Mystery of the Phantom Flame. I've seen that movie. Uh, but that's from one of the great Hong Kong movie directors. The guy did Once Upon a Time in China. Anyways, I don't I remember don't, her for any of these movies. I have seen any of those. But she's not great in this movie. But what I do want to give the movie credit for is they had a Chinese-American co-production. Jason Statham is the star, but I would say Lee Bingbing is just equally the star. And that's the one thing that really surprised me in the movie because we see Jason Satham, he'll get in his little submarine and he'll do his action scene and save people. She's always right there. And it's not one of these movies where they're fighting for screen time, like the, the way that, you know, Die Another Day forced it down your throat, where it's like Pierce Brosnan is in there throwing punches. But guess what? Halle Berry's throwing the punch first. And hey, hey, you know, I'm just as tough as you. She's just doing her own thing, and he's doing his own thing. They're both equal stars to this movie. They're both equal heroes of this movie, and both get probably equal amount of action screen time. I'd say Jason Statham gets a little more of the physical action, but her character is kind of the heroic one who's going there, and nobody questions it. Nobody's like, oh, you should really let this big muscular guy who just stepped out of the shower do it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to give the movie credit for anything, it's going to be you put a woman in her mid-40s out there, who is not American, uh, who is, doesn't even speak English as a first language, uh, a, a Chinese actress, and gave her equal footing with Jason Statham. That I appreciated they did in this movie, and I hope other movies do it. I mean, it's different here in Canada, I guess, than you know America, because 
we have like such a huge Asian population in Canada, whether it be Chinese, Chinese and Filipino are probably the two big ones, but such a huge Asian population. That's why I've seen so many of these movies because I have so many friends that like came from China and they're like, you got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. Um, it's not that unusual for us to see this many characters, but for a major Hollywood movie to have several Asian actors in there, it's a big deal. And obviously this is going to be laughed at from people who've seen Crazy Rich Asians, but I still at least appreciated that. I've been excited to see Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, you said, you know what, because I mentioned this is uh, something else. Ben and I mentioned that this was going to be our next movie review and that this would be the 100th movie that we have either reviewed or recapped uh, since we started this. 100 movies either reviewed or recapped. And you're like, you couldn't have picked a better movie than this? Why did you do Crazy Rich Asians? I'm like, did you see Crazy Rich Asians eat, Jamie? No. I didn't. What are we going to review about it? The trailer? Which, by the way, we should be reviewing the trailer for The Meg. So maybe you have a point there. What? We should be reviewing the trailer for The Meg. It's more fun than the movie. Yeah. Um, any of the other I, actors... I just, I just got that, sorry. Yeah. A little, a little soul tonight. Yeah, you're on the ball. Uh, any of the other actors other than Jason Statham you want to comment on? Because I want to save Jason Statham for last. You know, honestly, I don't think it was really the people's fault. Like, any of the actors' fault. I think it was so poorly written that every... One was pretty much awful. Well, I mean, I think there, there wasn't any intelligence to, and I'm not saying that I'm the most eloquent speaker, but there wasn't any intelligence to what was written. It was just like I don't want to go yeah, up there. But, There's a shark. Yeah, but the, it would be one thing if it was so bad it's good. It's just it's bad as in it's lazy. It's like the dialogue's not inspiring at all. It's just forgettable. It's, 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 it's like the dialogue from the room. No, it's not. That's the thing. If it was like the dialogue from the room, you'd be fascinated with, people don't talk like that. But in this movie, it's just boring dialogue. It's like, it's a megalodon. What are we going to do? We're going to catch it. How are we going to catch it? I have a plan. You know, that's basically what the majority of the dialogue in this movie is. There's nothing to laugh at. There's nothing to mock. It's yeah, just, It's just kind of dull. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say that it's it's all the actor's fault because Jason Statham is fun in this movie. Jason Statham, though, that's always been my guilty pleasure actor. I'm sure everybody has the actor that's like, I don't care how bad they are. That's their guilty pleasure. I would say that's for John Travolta, but in all fairness, I mean, John Travolta's made so many great movies. And his bad movies, even like Battlefield Earth, Earth I'm aware it's bad. Jason Statham, it's always been different for me. Ever since I saw... Uh, well, I think the Italian job is what really got me on him, but of course the, the transporter as well. I was a huge fan from the first transporter, seeing that in theaters. Um, but uh, uh, like the Expendables, everything, no matter what he's in, if it's bad, I'm not only watching it, I'm probably buying it. Like you've seen our DVD shelf. I have a Jason Satham section where I just put all Jason Satham movies in one section. And I've got movies on there that I watched when I bought them. Uh, because I would buy Jason Statham movies even if I hadn't watched it, you know, if it's used or something, like or in the bargain bin. War with Jason Statham and Jet Li, terrible movie. I watched it once. I'm not selling it. Because <laughs> I love Jason Statham. I love to look on my shelf and see Jason Statham movies. So I'm happy no matter what Jason Statham does in movie. Here, he's Jason Statham. It is not so bad it's good Jason Statham. It's just he's there, but you know? I, but again, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's... The, the poor writing because you you can you know sometimes say it's the actor or whatever but at the same time though 
you have to... I'm not going to say the writing even. You you have to deal with the cards that you're dealt, though. Like, it just... It... No, I'm going to... See, this is where I'm going to... I hate to be one of these pretentious people. It's like, no, the real person to blame is... But I'm going to blame the director because here's the thing. Some of the dialogue in this, or even the story, they found a way to make it look fun in a two-minute trailer. The problem here was you have a director. Now, John Turtletop, he's not a terrible director. Uh, I'll run through his filmography so you can just see how many good movies this guy's done. I'll save the best one for last year. Uh, but he did The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which, by the way, I know is considered a bad Nicolas Cage movie, but I thought it was kind of fun. He did the National Treasure movies. Um, he did Phenomenon with John Travolta, While You're Sleeping, Sandra Bullock. Here's the best one here, Cool Runnings. Can't say anything bad about Cool Runnings. So we have a good director oh, here. Oh, he did Three Ninjas. <laughs> well, yeah. I love, I love Three Ninjas. But there's a movie where if you had taken the approach of, we know this is cheesy, we're just going to make it fun. He tried to make a serious movie out of this, and that's so frustrating. Yeah, that was bad. You should have done a Three Ninjas, man. Well, let's do Three Ninjas next month. Um, effects. I'm I'm Tum Tum. Yeah, I bet you are. You, you well, nobody's gonna get that because nobody remembers Three Ninjas. But uh, mm-hmm. apparently, that was your nickname mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. No, no. You know, you could wait until you finish swallowing your water before Be- speaking. You don't have to just moan as you swallow. Be- because I can't believe what you just said. Nobody remembers. Nobody three- remembers Three Ninjas. What? No. You're wrong. Anyways. It was the best. Here's what I find interesting. This is based on a novel that came out in the mid-90s. Now, this movie has been in the works for like 15 years, if not more. This is the best they could come up with after 15 years. Yeah. No, just not good. And I'm sorry to say, like, I'm coming across pretty negative. I still thought, you kept saying throughout the movie, you're like, this movie's really bad and really boring. I'm like, it's okay. It's not terrible. It's passable. And then, and then... You revealed... Oh, you know what? No, I can't even say it because I'll, I'll spoil it. You're going to spoil what? Your rating. Oh, well, well yeah. I'll, we'll save that for the end. <laughs> um, one other uh, honorable mention I want to mention here, the rescue operation in the middle where they have the submarine, which is 45 minutes of the movie. Did you recognize the one of the guys on there? <laughs> Did you recognize one of the guys on there? Are you trying to talk... You told me to get this done in 45 minutes. Let's get it done. Or are you going to buy it? Bin it, rent it. What are you going to do? <laughs> You should be one of those like bit people. <laughs> we got the mag. We got Jason Statham. We got General Tom Dragging. Is it a good movie or a bad movie? You're gonna buy it. 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 Bennett. All right, Jimmy's Bennett. Next week on the Oz Network. <laughs> okay, sorry. What was your question about the? Did middle? you recognize the one guy in the rescue operation? I'm not gonna lie to you. I felt Hero sick. Nakamura, I, TV show heroes. Oh yeah, 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 I did. I did recognize him. I fell asleep several times through this movie. <laughs> You didn't miss much. It was all in the first 45 minutes, and it was just a rescue, rescue operation. I uh, was only really fully awake when he took his clothes off. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say, though. Now, this movie has made a fortune. It's, it's shocking how much money this movie made. I remember when the trailers were coming out, and most of the predictions were, uh, it's probably going to make about $15, $20 million like on the upside. Made over 45 million. Made twice as much as people expected. Uh, just in its opening weekend. It's made like $400 million worldwide so far. There's no way this movie is not getting a sequel, despite the fact it's a bad movie. I think almost better that it has this reputation now where, I guess, if you look at like even the IMDb rating of this, it's not terrible. It's about a 6.1. I mean, it's about what you expect from a movie where people would go into it saying, it's not what I expected, but it's not awful. Uh, this movie's getting a sequel. And I'm going to tell you right now why I'm so excited this movie's getting a sequel. Uh, can you guess? Um, is it going to have somebody that you really want in there? 
Well, Jason Statham. But, no, because of how this movie was promoted. This movie made as much money as it did because it was promoted so well. And people thought, that looks like a fun movie. I know it looks stupid, but it looks fun. Now, they got a movie. They got a bunch of people going out to it. If you make another movie in the tone of the trailer, it's going to be great. And I think they've made enough money that people are going to go see this now. Now, especially since you have this movie with the co-production, the Chinese co-production, they are going to make a sequel. And I know that this is one of these movies where they'll correct it on the second time. They're not going to make the same mistake twice. Like, this is going to be a movie where, like, we know we screwed up on the first movie. Let's give the people what they want. Let's give them that fun, over-the-top movie. Let's give them the poster shot of Jason Statham in a wetsuit with a giant shark about to close in on him. Like, that's what people want. Um, can I just say a few things that did work in this movie? Whenever they would have those underwater shots, especially like what you saw in the trailer with everybody on the beach, and you just saw, like, I wouldn't even call it the silhouette, but you barely see the visibility of the shark underneath those people, that looked fantastic. That did. I will agree. Yeah. And this movie has, let's, let's spoil it as well, this movie has more than one Megalodon. Like, there are multiple Megalodons in this movie. Yeah. So it's not going to be hard to do a sequel. And you know they're going to do a sequel. Um, but a couple, there were a couple of good things in the movie. Some of the visuals were good. Some of the action scenes were okay. The effects were decent. Uh, Jason Satham is great and everything. Let's make one of these movies. Embrace the cheese. Ditch the rescue operation that takes half the movie. Yeah, but, but next time, you can go see it yourself. <laughs> I bet I will. <laughs> you regretted this one. Uh, just before we move on to our ratings and everything, uh, let's just say here for the 100th review on the Oz Network, is this going to be... I know you haven't done 100 of these. You've probably done maybe 15. Uh, of the 15 to 20 movies you've done, you have been, from my records, one, Atomic Blonde. You've been something else this year, didn't you? I know you've been to at least one. So this, there's been at least two that you've been. Let's say we can go for a third bin because there are movies out there that you spent the entire episode criticizing, like The Mummy with Tom Cruise, like Battlefield Earth, that you ended the episode and said, "Yeah, I'd rent it." And I'm like, "You were more critical than anybody. How does that happen?" Yeah, but sometimes, it, like, even if it's so bad, you want to keep watching it, like The Room or whatever, as well. You know, like it's just that type of thing where it's like you can't really bin it in full conscious be conscience because you know that at least once or twice more in your lifetime that you're going to want to watch it again. Um, we'll and, get to... And, and for me to bin something, it would basically be with the understanding that I never actually want to watch this again. Uh, I'm 29 years old. Let's say, you know, I have 50 years left on this earth. I mean, hopefully longer than that. But I do like to eat lots of cheeseburgers and pizza <laughs> but and ice cream. But, um... What was he saying? Oh, yeah. So within those 50 years, that means that I never want to watch that movie ever again. I kind of know where you're going with this. But anyways, let's go through our new favorite segment. Colin's like, shut IMDb, up, Jamie. Shut up. IMDb keywords. We know we're never going to cover one of these movies with you on it if it does include. I, one of the IMDb keywords for this movie is bare-chested male. Let's see where the Meg is on this list. It is currently number one buying Crazy Rich Asians. You want to go see Crazy Rich Asians to see the bare-chested male? Um... I can't really answer that question. Until you see him bare-chested. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Mission Impossible, Fallout, what? Vikings. Uh, lots of things on here for bare-chested male. Uh, babe Scientist. This is a key word. Okay. <laughs> the Meg is number one right now, followed by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., NCIS, Bones, and Interstellar. Uh, <laughs> what other fun ones do we have on here? Uh, coming out of retirement. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother clicking on that. Bis disembowelment. 
Uh, the Meg, currently number one, followed by Blade Runner 2049, The Revenant, Silence of the Lambs, and Alien Covenant. Uh, you love the disemboweling in Alien, don't you? Ugh. Uh, Man with Glasses, yeah. <laughs> There's some great movies out there with Man with Glasses, including The Meg, Deadpool 2, The Office, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and Breaking Bad. Uh, a couple of other good ones on here. Uh, we're not going to click on them all, but let's see. Character repeating someone else's dialogue. That's a real thing. Uh, the Meg, Deadpool 2, Black Panther. Um, uh, there was a couple of good ones here. Exploding Helicopter. Grandfather-granddaughter relationship. Father-daughter relationship. There's no father-daughter relationship in this movie. I don't even think there's a grandfather-granddaughter relationship in this movie. Yeah. Is there a grandfather? Yeah. Oh, is that guy supposed to be that other girl's father? Yeah. Wow, and, I didn't and realize that. the little girl's grandpa. Yeah, and Jason Statham and her are supposed to be a couple in the end, despite the fact did, this movie's did, about him and his ex-wife. Did you even watch this movie? I did, but I didn't pick up on much. <laughs> I, like, fell asleep, like, 12 times, and I knew that. Why is USA in here? Like, I think the only white actor in this movie is Jason Statham, and he's clearly not from America. This movie doesn't even take place in America. You have no way of explaining that, do you? No. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking at all the... All the keywords? Yeah. Uh, beard is a keyword, apparently. <laughs> Movies with beard. Uh, there was one other good one on here. I obviously can't find it. Uh, let's get to our ratings. I know what you're going to do with this. Are you going to buy it? Rent it or bin it? You're binning bin. it. I'll have to ask hard, Ben how many you've bin. binned. Let me just say... I'm not disagreeing with you, but Jason, uh, Jason Statham, <laughs> I'm confusing my wife with Jason Statham here. Uh, I, Jamie, just, just to clarify, I do not have any hair on my chest. No, Jamie rented Battlefield Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie rented Red Sparrow. Yeah, she's I'd, been. In I'd, this. Wa- I'd want to watch them at least once or twice more in my lifetime. I'm sorry to say, and this is what you didn't want to spoil earlier. As much as I did enjoy this... I'm not even going to say I enjoyed this movie. I thought the movie was passable. I'm going to bin it too. Just because it could have been so much more. And the things that worked about it kind of worked. The things that didn't work kind of didn't work. It was just... It was it was a blah movie. I will be 100% honest and say I'm bidding the movie, yes. But the only thing that I'd be interested to do that has any part in this movie is I, I don't even want to look up a video because I don't want to waste my time. I, I will find a shot of him with that towel on, <laughs> all all wet or whatever, you know, just looking into the camera with those manly eyes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jason Statham, baby. And then I don't know what kind of voice that is. And then and then I'm gonna pin it to my hot eye can uh, my hot, man candy board. Yeah, my man candy board. Jason Statham here. <laughs> what kind of voice is that? I talk like I'm a cool guy. That's not how he talks. Uh, we're both binning it. We are going to have one more review coming out. Something else that I'm very excited about that I'm really hoping doesn't let me down. Because tomorrow we're going to the advanced screening for Peppermint starring Jennifer Garner. Oh, One what? of my favorite genres. And you, you even made sure to mention today that she's single now. She is single now. That was a warning to you, Jamie, so when you were bothering me. I'm like, hey, Jennifer Garner's on the market, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so she's your, she, she's your backup in case I die. She is. Now she is. Um, but Peppermint, this is a movie that's like the Jerry Action genre, which I've said many times I'm a huge fan of. One day we're going to do Jerry Action Month. John Wick, Equalizer. Jack Reacher. Is this your 
Is this the first Jerry action with a woman? No, there is one other that we did watch, and I'm going to remind you tomorrow or the next day whenever we cover this, uh, of that movie. Because there's been at least one other one out oh, this so year. leaving people on a cliffhanger. Yes, mm. but I think it's the first one that matters. Uh, I'm excited for this movie. I'm really hoping it doesn't let me down. The trailer isn't misleading. Uh, but we'll review that one soon. So that'll be number 101. Uh, also, we should mention that um, we're going to be starting we finished Bad Movie Month where people need to go back and listen to some of our Bad Movie recaps some of the best ones we did including The Room which we can't put over enough uh, we did finish with Swept Away which was painful uh, and also Battlefield Earth and Gods of Egypt in there but The Room is really the one we need people to listen to don't even have to watch the movie if you've seen The Disaster Artist just listen to it you've seen enough if you've never seen The Room listen to it you'll want to watch The Room uh, but we do have our next month coming up which is going to be the anniversary month, month, munch, which we did last Munchies. year. Anniversary month, which we did last year. Uh, see, I'm keeping this under 45, Jamie. Considerably under Good 45. Uh, last year we did uh, anniversaries for White Man Can't Jump, Face Off, Dirty Dancing, and some other movie that I can't remember. Don't uh, expect me Titanic. To That's why I didn't remember it. Yeah. Oh, that was painful. This year we have a great slate of movies for anniversary month. Uh, we have Last Action Heroes, 25th anniversary. We have 2001 A Space Odyssey's 50th anniversary. Now, if you've heard Ben on these podcasts, he's never seen this movie and has no idea what to expect. He's going to really be in a lot of pain. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to get it at all. Uh, but that's my trick on him. Uh, and as well, we are doing the 20th anniversary of Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, which also could fit into Bad Movie Month. Uh, and... Greece, 40th anniversary, which we'll probably have both Ben, me, Jamie, and Mallory on, all recording it in person because he'll be in Winnipeg at that time. But we're probably not going to be starting it this week just because schedule's lining up and Ben's traveling and all that. Uh, so it may be a week or two into September, and this will kind of be a mid-September to mid-October thing, but that one's coming soon. Uh, and you are going to be excited to do Greece, I know that, because John Travolta's in it. I do like him, yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite John Travolta movie. But... I just want to say, she was so uninterested in covering the Meg that she's already playing a Pokemon game as we're wrapping up the episode here. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what? You're going to make me sound so embarrassing and nerdy with this, but I'm not even doing anything that it requires attention. I'm transferring all my Pokemon from several of the other games to my newest game. I just remind you, Jennifer Garner's single now. <laughs> you need to watch what you say around me. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. My name is Colin, and... I don't get that reaction when I'm in a towel. Oh, I, sorry, you threw Do, me off. Whoa, no, somebody's losing the ability to speak. My name is Jamie and... Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.